Welcome to the Dad Code Podcast, where real dads come for real talk and no BS. We are your hosts, Blake Melton and Bradley Newberry. Good afternoon, Bradley. Good afternoon, Blake. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. We thank you so much for taking the time to hit play, download the podcast. This is the Dad Code Podcast number four. Yep, we got a great show for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking about patience today, Newberry. Patience being a dad, why that's so important. We also got uh, well, we got a, we got a, we went to a new restaurant this weekend. We're going to do a review on the food court. Uh, I'm going to recap my weekend. You'll get to see a lot of it in the weekend vlog. But uh, yeah, that's what we got going on. We got some yeah. other stuff too, don't we? Had a few new things going on down at the Newberry household as well. Uh, we'll also be talking about how entertainment is coming back quickly to all of us. Um, as Blake mentioned, a new The Food Court segment. And mm-hmm. also, hey, Dad. But first, Blake's Blast. Let me tell you what burns my biscuits. It's parents who coddle their children, who baby their children. I can't tell you how many times I've been coaching on a baseball field or on a coach pitch field, t-ball field, whatever you want to call it, whatever the sport may be. It could be soccer. Kids do something wrong. Kids aren't able to do something. They get they get to crying. Their parents come out on the field. They coddle them. They say, oh, baby, it's okay. It's okay. You just did your best. It, well, as long as you tried your best. Guess what, guys? We all know that, that this world's not going to slow down for them. Don't lie to your kids. You need to try to start using these opportunities to instill skills in them to be able to learn to persevere. These are, these are what's going to build character in their lives, okay? You know, the ability to per- persevere is going to be uh, being able to overcome those external stimuli, okay? So I'm not saying I got all the answers, guys, but, I mean, Michael Jordan's the, exa- the example I got for me on the top of my head. I mean, I know he got cut from, what, his middle school or high school basketball team. So, you know, what happens if Michael Jordan just decided, oh, yeah, I tried my best, and I guess it wasn't good enough. I guess I'm not good enough. Woe is me. No. He turned it into a positive. He took it, and he used it as motivation. And it was probably a lot of the values that his parents instilled in him, particularly his dad. Um, So that's my message today, guys. Persevere. Be like Mike. Persevere. This was a dad rant. All right, we're going to jump right into topic number one today. We're going to talk about patience and uh, us as fathers, really just all of us as human beings. What is patience? We're going to start with that. We're going to talk about um, how to become more patient Mm -hmm. um, just as Mm -hmm. humans and fathers alike. But uh, let's start by just defining. Yeah, I think that's a good place to start. Let's start with the definition of patience, folks. Start Um, with some truth here, some actual definition. So um, patience defined is the capability to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. Wow. So. uh, Man, did that just tie into the blast or what? Let's just uh, break this down a little bit. So let's take the front, the first part here. Sure. The capability to accept or tolerate. Uh. A lot of men don't have the ability to accept or tolerate anything except what they want. Or, yeah, they either don't have the ability to or they refuse to accept it. The toleration part, um, I think, is probably a symptom of not accepting it, if I had to guess. You know, they don't accept where they are, so they get in, they're, they're internally they're mad because they haven't, you know, accepted the fact that I'm an old ass dad, you know. I just still want to be an 18 year old kid and go do whatever I want. That's a, that's a large part of developing patience, is that first part there accepting. You know, I mean that's. But we find ourselves here a lot. It's these are from experiences that we're getting mm-hmm. during the day, during last week, during last year, mm-hmm. while we were growing up. 
30 some odd years ago. So these are already built into us yep. that have led us to be not patient around yeah. certain things. So totally it's hard, agree. hard to overcome. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, what it is, is we've kind of fallen into our comfort zone and we, <laughs> we're afraid to, because we don't stop growing up guys. We really don't. I mean, you're always going to have maturity that you can go. I just spit everywhere. Sorry about that, guys. You're always going to have maturing that you can do along the way. And I think that's that's part of the, the big talking point that I had here is why are we so impatient as dads? And, and in particularly for new dads, you can see it right off the bat because their whole life has changed. You know, they're not used to waking up at 2 a.m. to change diaper or give a bottle or all this other stuff. And their refusal to accept that that is the new normal leads to their impatience. It leads them to not be able to tolerate yeah. their situation. It's you don't. It's harder to have patience for things that you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of us just don't want to grow up. A lot of us don't want to have responsibilities. I don't want to do the dishes. I don't want mm-hmm. to cut the grass. I don't want to go fulfill your shopping grocery list. I just don't want to. So yeah. a quick response naturally from us is a lot of the times yeah. that impatient, that quick impatient response. Well, I, and you know, I think that impatience or being patient is often associated, and I think rightfully so, with being slower. And I think that's a large part of your maturation process as, a, as an adult, as a dad, you know, learning to... Take things a little slower. Let's, let's, let's be a little more cerebral about stuff. Let's think about it. Let's make the right decision. Because once you accept what your situation is, now you're able to slow things down a little bit because you realize you got more people than just yourself that are relying on your decisions. So having that ability to be patient, which in most cases means slow down just a little bit, I mean, it's going to also lead you to live your life a little bit more, you know, because you're not always go, 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 go. Now you're thinking a little bit more about not just you, but everybody involved. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, the trick may be, and we can bounce this off of each other here, what are ways that we can actively slow down? What are some things that we can do on a day-to-day basis where we're just trying take it? Yeah, that's sorry. I just kept turning everybody's mic off. My apologies. So, what are some so, things that we can do to um, slow down? Well, number one, I think you have to reevaluate your priorities because I think the reason we get in a big rush and we get impatient is because our priorities may or may not be whether we want to admit it or not. They may or may not be in the where they should be. It doesn't mean they're not where you want them to be. <laughs> because you may want them a certain way, but the reality of the situation may dictate they actually need to be a different way. Um, so I think setting your priorities in the correct order will lessen the impact of each individual situation that may come across. You may come across because you you'll be able to go down the list and say, "Well, how does it affect this in my life? This in my life? This in my life?" Because now all of a sudden, if you know, going and drinking beer with the boys, where it used to be maybe number one or number two, now I've got two kids, you know, and all of a sudden a baseball game or something falls on Friday night where I usually go drink, drink. beer with my boys, and I lose my patience because yeah. of on that because my priorities are not in order correct. in the correct order. Yeah. I mean, that, that's hard truth, really. That's a part of um, us as new dads mm-hmm. or established dads, grandfathers. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have to have that ability to know your priorities, set them, um, get rid of things that aren't important anymore. Yeah, leave that be. Yeah, if you have free time, fine, but don't don't have the non-important things feel like it's cluttering up your daily yeah. schedule or your life. Yeah, that'll free up stress. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, and that in turn gives you more patience and allows you to be a little bit more settled. Um, 
in your day-to-day life with your kids and everything. Um, so, I mean, the example is, hey, I'm a, new, I'm a new dad, and I get frustrated every time my kid cries. So, I mean, that's, a, that's obviously a very nuanced question. I mean, because the second part of the question is, is that, is that normal? I know why I would get frustrated with that. A, I don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. B, it's new. Usually it's new. Mm-hmm. Um, unless I just grew up with a household of younger mm-hmm. siblings, but yeah, and it and three, it's not on my agenda. Like I don't want to put up with crying today. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I would even go take it another step and say that not only is it all that, but it's also I don't understand it and I don't know how to fix it. I think there's only one way to understand. Well. <laughs> I, you I, have to get in there. You, you have do. To dig. You have to get in there as a parent. Yep. You can't and shy away from it at nope. all. You have to have meaningful conversations with your children, mm-hmm. uh, meaningful conversations with your significant other. Like, get in there. You have to, you have to yeah. be willing to get in and really know your family to understand why. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately, I think in the beginning, from if you back up a little bit, it's you ultimately got to know... When you get annoyed, when you get impatient in that situation, it's why am I un- annoyed or impatient at, right now in this moment? Am I annoyed because I was watching the baseball game and the baby cried? Yes. I mean, I but mean, I mean, really? That's are, are yes. We, but that goes back to your your point about priorities, mm-hmm. or that we were saying exactly. you know, get rid of things that aren't that important. Exactly. You need to place value on what's important. You know, and the sooner you realize that, the more you realize that. I mean, first off, it, it is normal for new dads to feel that way. It absolutely is. I mean, there's a certain amount of it that it's just a process you have to go through. It's almost a rite of passage. You know, I, I like to joke with new dads that, you know, they're part of the uninitiated at the moment. You know, and, you know, once you get past those uh, terrible twos and into three-year-old phases, now now you're starting to get into some real stuff. I mean, uh, all the other stuff. I mean, look, it's just a rite of passage. I mean, you got to buckle up. You got to use those years to redevelop your priorities and where you and your family are going to go. That's really what that's about for me. Uh, Let's see here. Um, You think we're less patient than our parents were? I mean, now us and the generations henceforth. Honestly, I when I take a step back and I think about it. Mm -hmm. I honestly think that we are less patient. Yeah, um, with agree. with everything going on in the world today is now, now, yep. fast, fast, faster. Yep, gotta have it. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so that's that's a part of our culture now, and I think it's leading to a lot of impatience. But still, at the root of it, we're still in control of ourselves, folks. Yeah. So uh, we have to have that ability to step back. But I think in general, yes, uh, this generation yeah. is less. I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it. it we can pick up these phones and, and do just about anything. I mean, so whenever baby starts crying or son starts bothering and you do something that you think you think should fix it and it does not you don't understand why when it doesn't it why didn't that just fix it because you know i'm used to be able to just click a button and it fixes things i mean it goes back to the you know give them the ipad and they go away i mean that's kind of the instant gratification yeah, absolutely so no, I, I, i'm I, not in the mood of parenting right now in this yeah. moment here's my phone yeah i mean dude i do it all the time too I'm, restaurants. We do. I mean, Car, I, I know I shouldn't too, yeah. but it, it's I, you. I can't now. Here's the here's the sixty four thousand dollar question. If our parents had the ability to hand something to us in the back seat while we're driving down the road, or hand us something at a restaurant that would keep us quiet for an indefinite amount of time, would they have done it? And mom, if you're watching this, you already know what I'm going to say because I've already got the dimple going. But uh, <laughs> the answer is absolutely yes. Oh, yeah, you know it, man. I mean, that's the thing. I, it, because I don't want it to ever sound like we're hating. Are we more impatient? Because I, I think that, you know, though technology might have its drawbacks, I think the efficiency side of, of, of technology and how it's improved our lives in that manner. Excuse me. Uh, it will. It has definitely made parenting different. I don't know that it's any worse, but it, the fact that I'm able to give my kid my phone 
and I give him a game on there that is centered around math, mm-hmm. I don't feel bad about that. Not one second at all. You know, I mean, do I wish he didn't play as much many video games? Yeah, sure. But, you know, you try to monitor that. But, I mean, I think we're all kind of trying to stick, still figure some of this stuff out as far as the, the new age parenting, so to speak. Because I think, like like we just said, I know that my mom would have given her oh. left arm to be yeah. able to give me something at dinner or something whenever I was eating uh, and making all kinds of noise or acting bored and, you know... <sighs> given one of those all the time, you know, to be able to have a conversation with your spouse and not have to worry about all that is is, is something that I know that my mom would have capitalized well, on. Well, I'll spin it off a little bit differently. Uh, my mom uh, would have much preferred to give us a phone, for example. Mm-hmm. And when I say us, I'm talking about myself and my younger brother, Brandon. Um, <clears throat> give us something like that to occupy us instead of when she's shopping, whether it was the Kroger store, a mall. Yep. What we would do is we would run around like heathens playing high and go seek to stay entertained while she was trying to sanely fulfill her shopping list. And at the same time, she's got two boys Hiding, running. I, was, I mean, even <laughs> even kind of similar to that, I seem to remember some times where we were told, y'all have got to get out of the house because I need to do X, Y, Z in the house. But we like going outside. But yeah, I mean, that was the difference is, you know, it was like outside was the video game, you know, because, you know, we kind of came up in the kind of the advent of the, of the video games, which just stay tuned. We're going to have some good stuff for you on that. But uh, so video games, I mean, I don't even think the Game Boy was out whenever no. we were younger. No, not, not at first. Not until we were a little bit older. And even then, it wasn't even... It was like... Back then, a $200 Game Boy was astronomical. And my mom wasn't paying for no $200 Game Boy. Um, particularly when I could go outside for free. Yeah. So... That's kind of, I agree with you on that 100%. I think we're, we are less patient, but I don't think it's for the wrong reasons. I think it's probably just how, how the world's changed. It really is. I, and I know without a shadow of a doubt, my parents would have done the same. Yeah. So, no so, blame us. So, moving into the next kind of subtopic here is, is what do we think, and this is something to keep in mind when you're setting your your priorities is how do you think your impatience looks in the eyes of your children whenever you are being impatient with them? You know, it's one thing if it's a little baby. I still don't think it's a good thing to be grossly impatient with uh, with, a, with a baby. But when once they start to get to be three, four, five, six years old, what do you think it looks like through the eyes of those kids? Honestly, thinks it looks like that the, uh, you know, <clears throat> the parent, the dad, the father, the the mother, you're mad at me. Yeah. You don't care about how I feel. Um, you're not listening to me. Mm-hmm. Disinterested. I mean, it's just the, all the negative that comes with it is um, not lining up for a healthy family dynamic. Yeah. I think that um, what it turns into is it looks like it looks like I am a burden to you. Whenever you, I become impatient with my child, it's like, you're bothering me, go away. Which, you never want that. Don't get me wrong. Like, kids get to a certain age, and they are just trying to bother you. Don't, 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 don't mistake that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in these young formative years that when they really just don't know, and they might have questions for you that they don't know the answers to, or maybe they just can't do something. Like... I mean, I don't know very many kids that eat pickles, but Daddy, I need you to open the pickle jar. Well, they can't physically open the pickle jar unless you want them to throw it on the floor and break it. I've got one. Dad, I need help tying my shoe. Yeah. Guess what, asshole? You didn't teach them how to do it. You know? Me? You blaming me on this? That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's not my fault my kid doesn't know how to tie the shoe. Actually, it is my fault then. Boom. Right? But it's hard for all of us to have that self-discovery, mm-hmm. take that responsibility, take, take that ownership. It's accepting, accepting. Mm. Accept. Yep, you've got to the accept The capability it. to accept. Yeah. 
Uh, so that starts with me. That starts with you. Starts with all of us mm-hmm. internally. So. Yeah, so ultimately, I, I just don't think it looks good in the eyes of a child because, number one, it makes it look like you don't like them. You're a burden to them. You don't care about them, like you said. Um, so, I, I, again, we have to make sure that our priorities are lined up right. I think that's really where it all starts as far as being patient, as being having our priorities in the correct order. And sometimes, honestly, it takes some time to get there. I mean, you, you Oh, it will. It will. It'll take time to yeah. get there because of our past experiences. Mm-hmm. Our past experiences is, have been with us way longer than we've been fathers, way longer than we've been husbands. Yep. So that's what's working against us in this moment mm-hmm. is how were we raised? What did we experience? That's yep. what's causing our impatience with new things. Yep. We are totally creatures of habit. That's really what it comes down to. But I found some ways on how to become more patient. If you'd like Ooh, to hear them. Let me hear them. Lay them right. on me. So I have, I found four tips to help become a more patient person. Number one, be mindful of things that make you impatient. So we've already touched on that. Yep. So th- what all this is saying is that, you know, take that inner look into yourself what are things, what are triggers for us? Yep. What are things that are making us impatient? Yep. Just look be in, aware of yourself. Look inward first. Yep. Number two, Blake touched on this one. Make yourself wait. Yeah. Slow down. Make yourself wait. Even test yourself. Like, a, for example, if, um, if you usually have coffee at 7 a.m. religiously every morning. Make mm-hmm. yourself wait till 7.15. See how that feels. Yeah. Just test yourself. Slow down. Slow down. Like I said, patience is kind of associated with going a little slower, thinking a little more, you know, savoring every moment just a little bit longer. So I, yeah. think, it's, I think that's very true. Um, number three, we've touched on this one as well. Um, the author says, stop doing things that are not important. But you have to realize those on your own. Yeah, those, that's that priority setting right there. It's really what it's about, in my I, opinion. I think it's very, I, I'll i say that I think it's important on weekends coming in the fall that I have time to watch football. But if I step back, is that really important? With the dynamic of my kids and my wife? Yeah, I mean, it's total. No, it's I mean, it's, it's a it's selfish not, thing that I want to yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, that's a perfect <clears throat> example of it. Yeah. I mean, cause, and it's probably a quite common uh, kind of scenario, 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 whatever. Yeah. Potato, potato. Sicario. <laughs> Great movie. Though. Great movie, by the way. Sicario. But yeah, it's, that's footballs. The thing that I want to do and yep. I don't want to hear crying. Um, I'll still interact, but you know, those things, it's it, not the most important. The, yeah. It's just an example of yeah. what's I mean, really important. You just gotta. You have to decide what's most important to you and your situation. What fits your situation the best? I mean, because it's not gonna be the same for everybody. Uh, I mean, because the the reality is, is it could be that hey, I really want to watch football, but I want to watch football with my whole family. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you find ways to kind of mesh your priorities together in in ways to where you can kind of efficiently and effectively bring your family together. So. And the last one was uh, relax, which uh, we, we've used this in, in some of the helpful tips of other topics, too, is mm-hmm. just finding that time to rejuvenate yourself. Yeah. Um, to Blake's point, slow down. That's kind of built mm-hmm. in there, too. It, take a break. Yeah. Uh, reset your mind. Reset your body. Just chill for a second. Yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree, man. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's a pretty good start there on, on patience, man. I, I think that's a great uh, little little bunch of nuggets right there for you guys to take with you on just kind of some of our points of view on patience. I, I, again, I think that if you evaluate your priorities correctly and don't feel like you got to do it all up front, like, like Newberry said, some of this you got to live. I mean, there's no there's no book that you can read that's gonna you know just lay it out for you. Some of this stuff you just got to figure it out. Um, you got to live through it. You gotta you gotta have that rite of passage. And I mean, I mean we're still feeling stuff, f- yeah. figuring stuff out too. So that's kind of what this dad code community is that we're trying to build here. So, but I'll tell you from a father's perspective, you want your child to have the confidence in in you as dad. Mm-hmm. To be able to come to you with a concern 
Yeah. Uh, what we don't want is what we heard earlier. We don't want your child to think that you don't care. We don't want your child to think that you're not listening. Um, it's it's on all of us to to really step up and be more involved, listen to our children um, so that they'll have the confidence to come to us with anything. It's just, yeah. it's really important. Yep. Yeah. Well, all right. I think that's going to do segment number one for us. Uh, I think this is a great time to be transitioning into noobs knowledge. I don't know much, but I do know this. Entertainment is coming back and specifically in the form of theaters, AMC is what I'd like to talk about today. Boom. Love me some AMC. So let me drop some facts about AMC. Uh, AMC is the largest movie theater chain in the world. Uh, They were founded in 1920, headquartered in Kansas. Uh, They have just over 1,000 locations now. 2018 revenue for AMC came in at over $5.5 billion. So you can only imagine what's happened in the last year and so. Mm -hmm. With everything, with the pandemic, everything that's happened in the world, um, really, uh, really tough for companies like them to like provide a service to us as paying customers. But uh, here's something interesting that's happened. Uh, AMC theaters escaped going bankrupt thanks to over $900 million in cash pumped in from investors through stock markets, Robinhood, specifically Blake and I use the Robinhood app. Yeah, we do. Um, So I just, overall, uh, with my knowledge piece, I find that... um, this AMC story is very interesting. Uh, Blake has some; mm-hmm. he's personally involved with AMC. Yeah, I I own some AMC stock. People try to give me a hard time often about it. Oh, you're just right. You're one of those meme stock guys. Blah blah blah. No, I actually bought it because I really like the movie and I like going to movies. That's part of. I find it very important to me and my family, actually, because that's something me and my son do. We go to movies. We love it. So it's something that I, they're like, oh, you're just going to sell it when it goes up, and you're going to be part of the big dip whenever they, you, know, you sell it all off. And I'm like, no, actually, I'm not. I'm not selling it, ever, just because I feel personally involved in it. I feel like it, it's actually a stock that I like, and I like kind of how they do things, and it that is important, an important part of Americana for me, which is the movie industry. So. Since you brought up stock, I'm going to give you another noob's knowledge fact here. Um, if you would have purchased 100 shares of AMC stock in November of 2020, mm-hmm. that would have cost you $215. <laughs> and so just to let you know, 100 shares of AMC stock today would be about $5,800. And climbing as we speak. So what I wanted to get out of the noobs knowledge segment was AMC, the largest theater chain in the world. People like me and Blake have invested money to keep these types, these forms of entertainment alive and ready to service us again in the entertainment world as things start to open up. And, uh, We'll get into a stock segment another time, but AMC, you got to love entertainment, right? Absolutely. It's my thing. All right. I feel so much smarter right now. And I've forgotten what I've talked about. <laughs> Again. <laughs> I think it's something about stocks. Whatever. That's going to be a segment. Oh, it totally I'd is. I'd love to do a segment Dude, on we stocks. would, you know, golly, if we wanted more <laughs> listeners, that's that's probably what we would, we should be talking about is all that stuff. Uh, but I know we have some opinions on it for mm-hmm. sure. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought we had a pretty good discussion there about patience. What do you think? Yes. And we were very patient in talking about patience. Uh, but but remember, Blake and I are learning, too. We are not perfect. No. Uh, we said this back on Podcast One, which you can check out 
at the plate. Go ahead and drop them some knowledge on where they can check out previous podcasts. <laughs> yeah, you can check us out on our YouTube channel, the Dad Code YouTube channel. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at the underscore dad underscore code, as well as our Instagram at the Dad Code Podcast. We're also on Stitcher, Spotify, Buzzsprouts, and Google Podcasts. Check us all out there. We drop new episodes on Thursdays, and we're also doing the weekend vlogs and other shenanigans on our YouTube channel. So please subscribe, like, comment, share with your friends, all that good stuff. Leave us good reviews, and uh, we uh, yeah, we want to keep doing this for you guys. Yeah, uh, we're very appreciative to all the platforms, and thank you again for joining us today and hitting play. Yep, um, absolutely. Uh, so just to kind of wrap up my weekend. <laughs> Uh, so we did. We went to, to Perry's, as we spoke about, and you'll see all this in the, the weekend vlog that'll be posted tonight, uh, which is, uh, what is today, Monday? Today's it'll Monday. be it'll be tonight, Monday night, June, whatever the hell it is, 4th, 5th, <laughs> I don't, I'd, I'd have to look at my phone. To yeah, know what I don't know. It is. It's, it's June 7th, Monday, <clears throat> June 7th, written right, right there. June 7th. Uh, it'll be posted, the weekend vlog will be posted tonight. You'll get to see some of the clips from my cousin's wedding. Logan got married. Little Logan. I can't believe this, man. So he says Little Logan, but I swear, that, what is this guy, like 6'6 six, six now? <laughs> no, he ain't 6'6. Six, six. <laughs> he's, he's a beat. He's, he's, he's your height. All right. I mean, he's 6'2. So between 6'2 and 6'3. So I remember Little Logan when he was little, right? Right. So I, I interacted with Blake, Little Logan, Papa. Mm -hmm. I mean, this was... He used to call yeah. us the giant boys. We were giants compared, compared to him. Compared to him, yeah. Not anymore. No, he's... he's and, and Logan, if you take a look at this, we hope to have you on this show one day. Absolutely. We'd love to talk sports with you. Uh, yeah. Come on. Come yeah, on I mean, I feel grossly unprepared because I feel like I should be... I should plug his... Uh, his his uh what is it he has a sports blog a music city sports blog and i need to get the name of it but yeah we were, we really want to have logan on maybe get him a a, a normal segment so you guys could kind of explore some of the stuff he's got going on and uh my gosh the guy's the mind that this guy has he's got he literally has a photographic memory it's pretty impressive he remembers stats from like when university of tennessee played football in 2005 or something like he remembers all of Eddie George's stats from when he was playing football, all kinds of stuff like that. It, right. He's just an impressive young man, and uh, he got married this weekend to Mackenzie, and they are actually probably in the air right now on their way to uh, Hawaii. They're on their way to Honolulu right now, and they're going to do some island hopping. There, I think they're there for like ten days. Um, it was a beautiful ceremony. Love the kid to death. Uh, congratulations, Logan and McKenzie. Yeah. Um, we'll try to get you on just to uh, give you a hard time, and maybe you never know. You might uh, we might put you to work here. But um, but no, what all? Uh, what did you experience with the with the wedding? Did you no. have uh, receptions, family time? So first off, it was it was in what what was this place called? It was called Battle. I think it's Battle Mountain. Farms is is an old dairy farm. It's in a valley, a little small valley in Williamson County, which is just outside Nashville. Um, and first off, it was gorgeous. It had a big big giant lake in the middle of the property. It had a, a huge farmhouse um, where the uh, the bride and everything was getting ready. And then they had a barn that they converted into a, a banquet hall. And it and it was it was air conditioned. Thank God. Because it was hot. Being down in that valley, there was no wind whatsoever blowing. It was pretty hot. Um, it was in the evening, so the sun wasn't as oppressive as it could have been. But absolutely picturesque. There's going to be a lot of really cool clips in the uh, in the weekend vlog that you can check out at the YouTube channel, uh, the Dad Code YouTube, YouTube channel. Um, and I like to... I, I wish I could. I'm going to put it up on the screen. I'm going to put some of these up on the screen right now. I'm going to show you what this banquet hall looks like right now. And as you, you can see, as you walk in, what I envisioned right when I walked in was like, holy crap, it's like a Viking banquet hall. Like it, it, I, I feel like like Ragnar Ragnarsson or something. It should be sitting at the end of the end of the banquet hall in his throne with with like you know mountain lion fur over the top of them wow. or something it was it was pretty freaking sweet 
Um, so it was, it was really nice. Food was great. It was supplied by Edley's Barbecue, actually. Okay. All Shout right. out to Edley's. It was fantastic. And no, we're not jumping into the next segment that quick. Nope, but nope, uh, nope, we nope, love nope, to talk nope. about food, though. Absolutely. Edley's. We're going to get in there. We're trying. We're pumping the brakes here a little bit. Pumping Edley's. the brakes. All right. But uh, I thought it was uh, it, it was a great ceremony. Uh, my grandfather was there. He got to see uh, Logan get married off, and so he only has one more grandchild left, which is Anna. Uh, to get married, and I cannot. I, we expect to see a ring on that finger here soon. That's all I'm saying. And if I thought Logan was little, little Logan, Anna ain't so little no more either. Anna, oh my gosh. So, so what I remember Anna was almost like a a doll. Yeah, I mean literally, <laughs> yeah. just a doll Little that I can hold, yeah. and maybe even in one arm. Yeah. She is a full-grown woman. Oh, good grief. I mean, she could be a freaking supermodel is what she could be. Golly. I'm, uh, but no, she's dating somebody really, I really like him a lot. So I expect, you hear me, boy? I I expect you to get a ring on that thing right now. But uh, no, anyways, the the, the wedding was great. Uh, I thought that uh, everybody held it together. Logan, Logan kind of stumbled and faltered a little bit. He oh, was very emotional. I, well, I was too. Which I mean, I, it's easy to get caught up in that. I mean, you're yeah. seeing the next chapter in your life walking yeah. towards you. Yeah, and uh, it's it, it's it's it, hard. Assuming to you're marrying the right person, I mean, it's supposed to be an emotional thing. You know, I mean. But uh, so, what do you? What is your opinion? Indoors or outdoors weddings? I've asked a dangerous question. I uh, hmm. Look, if I'm the one getting married, I want to be outdoors for uh, view picture purposes. If I'm at a wedding, maybe indoors. But, uh, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think can, you're. I think you. You. You're right there. If you're the participant. Way. If you're the participant, maybe you, uh, you, you don't, I don't know that you really care, honestly. <laughs> I mean, because uh, it depends also where outside you are. I mean, I got married on the beach, so it was hot, but dude, I had a breeze. I had a 15 mile an hour breeze blowing in my face, so I was fine. But like this one that we went to, it was gorgeous. I loved every, I wouldn't have changed a thing for him, but golly, as an old fat man sitting in the, in the congregation or whatever you want to call it the procession whatever it dude it it was hot blake <laughs> lost five pounds that day thank you logan i literally did i weighed myself i weighed five pounds less um but the other thing it, uh, it wasn't a huge wedding wasn't a real big wedding how do you feel about big weddings versus little little weddings um Happy wife, happy life. Yeah. Uh, whatever she wants. Uh, you hear that, boys? That is the correct answer. Whatever she wants. And then that will be turned around on us mm-hmm. one day when myself as the dad, when I'm mm-hmm. put in that situation with my daughter. I don't know how what the saying is about happy daughter, because at that point it doesn't matter. He's She's someone else's problem after she says I do, you know? <laughs> but as the dad, I'm... I'm, I'm yeah. on the hook for for paying for that, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, well, I mean, but so so this is the, the the crazy thing about their wedding. They were supposed to get married exactly one year ago, hmm. and COVID absolutely destroyed their wedding plans. So it's been postponed for an entire year, maybe a little more. So this has been a long time coming. It was great to to see it happen. But one more thing about the wedding size is, you know. They actually live streamed it. Okay. So it's almost like, why would you have a big wedding when you can just live stream it and, and you know, reach this a, is, a plenty uh, of people? I feel like the answer lies in a previous topic on one of our past The Dad Code podcast that you can check out mm-hmm. um, when we're talking about how personable do you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good point, though. Uh, I don't want... In in this moment of um, bringing two people together in a wedding, mm-hmm. uh, technology is good for those that couldn't attend. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't feel like that I'd ever want to just go 100% of yeah. just technology only, because then that's going to bring 
Yeah, I just don't want something like that agree to divide that. family or cause a rift. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's I would a more agree. personal thing. I would agree. You know, I think it's just a it's. It, I guess it's a good option for people to be just able to do if they truly can't make it, and particularly with the way the yeah. world is right now, with you know the pandemic and everything. It, it's a good option, I would say. But. Uh, so yeah, but yeah, but uh, weddings. Absolutely, yeah. congratulations, Logan and Mackenzie. Um, mm-hmm. So happy for you, and uh, can't wait to have you on to chit chat. We'll talk about that and some sports, other things with you. Absolutely, absolutely. So I, I did something. Oh no! What? Oh, weekend. there it was. You're gonna see some of this on on the weekend vlog, which you should I, all uh, check out on the Dad Code YouTube channel. So uh, apparently, it was just a weekend of new beginnings for both sides here. Yeah, no kidding. Good. So, uh, from my family, we dipped our toes into becoming pet owners for the first time. They dipped their toe in. They're, oh. they're, they jumped all the way in. So, they didn't rent. They didn't rent a dog. They got him a dog. We got a dog. We got a dog. His name is Drax. His full name is Sir Drax Von Cricket, or Drax the Destroyer. And uh, we, as of this taping, we've had one night. Of Drax. <laughs> I thought Drax did pretty well, but uh, he's... That more, patience is going to be tested. This sir. dog is more quiet. Mm-hmm. This puppy is more quiet than I thought. I, You know, I came into it thinking this, yep, 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 yep. He might be a little scared. Kind I, of adjusting, you know? I think so. Um, this, this, this puppy came from a litter of seven, so he's one of mm. seven. Um, Do you know, it, was he the runt or was he... Even no, what I, I was just—I was just told that he was the fattest. Okay. Oh, he was definitely not the runt. Then. He was not the runt. No. He was getting in there, but um, but so he he comes into our world with two children, no pets, from a world where uh, he's just outside with his mm-hmm. mother and the six siblings. Oh boy! And so. I imagine that it's culture shock. Was a big culture shock. Oh, I mean, totally. There, there's no other interaction there other than what what Drax is getting mm-hmm. from me, my wife, and my kids. Yeah. But I, I thought he did really well. Um, my wife and I are still alive. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we survived it. Um, and the we, dog is still alive. Dog is still alive <laughs> and doing great. But uh, really, anyone out there, pet owners... Please uh, leave us some comments and tips on uh, what I can do to make my puppy's experience a better one. Uh, but uh, that was my new, new, new animal. Yeah. Owner. Well, if you check out the Dad Code podcast number three, I'll give you some advice. Pick up after your damn dog. Quit crapping on my lawn. But we don't know if that was a dog that was in his. I lawn. really, I have my doubts. I really do. He does have this neighbor right across the. I'm just oh, I'm just saying, <laughs> man, the stories we could tell. Stories we could tell, man. So we had we had wedding. Yeah, we have new pets. Do we have anything else that we want to hit up with this uh, weekend? Yeah, uh, nothing really for the weekend. I mean, I I barely got the grass cut before we started. (laughs) Before it started raining, I so uh, just did kind of. Sunday was kind of a lazy day for us. Um, You were acclimating, said Poochie. Yeah, I was cutting grass while Blake was at the wedding, Mm -hmm. and uh, then yesterday evening I was putting up the. the little the fence, I guess on my fence, yep. the uh, the privacy screening yeah, so the, the dog screen or whatever you want to call it, yeah. so the dog can't see out. Other pets around us can't see in. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be really effective or not, or just as a child, they're going to yeah. be able to tell what's on the other side of that fence. You yeah. know, that's just curiosity. So yeah, I don't know if it's going to be a positive guys. or negative. They're totally know. curious little guys. But, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, just dads doing dad stuff. Every dad's week, doing dad things every week, but uh, if that's all that you have there, but yeah, I want to um, let me make some noise by moving my microphone here. Uh, I wanted to actually te- give a little bit of a tease here, yeah, show us what you got. So, moving forward, we're gonna have a weekly dad's hot, hot sauce review. Okay, we're gonna take three hot sauces, we may take two, we may take three. This week, we're gonna take two, or excuse me, three, I can't count. But basically, what we're going to do is we're going to take three hot sauces. We're going to put 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 a little bit of it on a cracker. We're going to taste it, and we're going to decide which one is our favorite. 
And uh, <laughs> I want to go ahead and leave a little disclaimer here because mm. I like hot stuff, and uh, I, I, I can, can handle I can handle some spice. I can tolerate it, but not like blink. So, <laughs> so this so could you get be the perspective of someone that might not be yeah. as into hot sauces and such with me. So <laughs> I don't even know what you have over here, folks. I'm not sure I know what I have here. Ooh. There's a couple. Crackles. Oh boy. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna start with the one. Let's see. Let's start with the one on the right here. All right. What do we got? This is. These are all from our friends at Pepper Palace, which we I absolutely love. They're actually uh, based out of Sevierville, Tennessee, up in the Great Smoky Mountains. Beautiful place, Smoky Mountains. Anyways, we're gonna start with a hot sauce called King Chipotle. All right. New you want to do the... Come on, baby. Come on. Come on. Oh, there. Hang on. Hang on. There you go. Get you some of that. We're going to do this at the same time? If you want to. All right. To you. Very smoky. Got really... Got some good garlic flavor in there. The, the the punch kind of kind of comes on the end. It's not really <clears throat> super duper spicy. It's something that I could use a lot. I actually do use this one a lot. So let me give you a review since I had no idea what mm -hmm. was coming here. This is off the cuff, guys. I uh, for this one, it kind of to me as a novice, it goes down almost like a barbecue sauce. Mm -hmm. It's very but thick. Then, as Blake mentions, the uh, there's a little kick that comes back. But honestly, it's not too strong. It's not overpowering. It's nope. not overwhelming. I thought it tasted very good. King um, Chipotle. It's definitely one that um, someone like myself, as a starter, if you will, mm -hmm. it's that's, you can handle that's that. an easy one. You can well, handle that. Easy one. Good this deal. One, this one is called... Let me cleanse the palate. Yeah, I think I'm being <clears> fairly <throat> easy on you today, I think. This one is called Chili the Kid. All right. Wanted, dead, it or, dead or alive. <laughs> This one's new. I haven't actually had this one. And you just you just mentioned about it, you know, kind of being like a barbecue sauce. This one actually smells a little bit like a barbecue sauce. I'm kind of interested to taste this one, actually. Man, that one, that is barbecue sauce. That ain't a hot sauce. All right. <clears throat> so from the novice perspective... That had no kick. No, none. It 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 kind of came. It kind of tasted like <clears throat> uh, maybe a spicy mustard almost. Uh, but it, it had there was no kick. Uh, no. Number one, smooth, almost like a barbecue sauce. Yeah. And but then you felt the kick. Yeah, I it had felt, the heat kick. Here, I felt nothing. I felt like I could have poured that entire bottle on this thing, and I wouldn't have felt anything. All right. I mean, the flavor was okay. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it's. Not, I would not call that a hot sauce. I would call that a thin barbecue sauce. Cleansing the palate. All right. I have Sorry no idea. This is coming through as chewing in your ear. I yeah, no I have no here. idea what this is going to taste like. This is the 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 Pepper Palace's Fusion series garlic and pepper. I don't know. That smells like a hot sauce. I don't know how hot it is. I have no idea. To you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, I went really easy on you today. All right, so that, to me, that was a little bit more of a classical hot sauce flavor. Had a little extra garlic flavor in there, but maybe a little mm. mild kick at the very, very end. But it is not hot. No. But I would say that that is your classic hot sauce flavor. <clears throat> so, from my perspective, that is. that. So, you know how on wings you see the orange? Mm -hmm. That tasted like what I'm thinking of mm -hmm. as a, like a classic. Yeah. Like hot a hot sauce, wing. The red, tastes like a hot the, wing. The, the, the orange. Yep. The first one, 
of the three. It was probably my favorite because mm-hmm. it's more along the line of what I'm used to eating. Yep. Um, more of a barbecue taste with a kick. Yep. Afterwards. Yep. This, to me, had nothing. This, as Blake mentioned, was what I think of a hot sauce. All three were tolerable to me, mm-hmm. uh, but I like number one the most. Yeah, I would say that these are probably considered mild in, in oh, as yeah. far as the spiciness. Yeah, I but didn't fall over. I haven't teared up. If I had to place an order on them, I think <clears throat> the, the King Chipotle from Pepper Palace is going to be number one. I think that the garlic and pepper infusion or fusion, whatever it is, is number two. And I mean, I love Pepper Palace, but guys, this is just, this is barbecue sauce. This I don't really know that this is, you can call this hot sauce but i would have told you if there was any if, kick at yeah. all i would have cried about well, it my thing is is if i would have just given you that what would you have said that was would you have said it was hot sauce i've just been like spicy mustard i mean exactly <laughs> I mean, kind of yeah it kind of looks like spicy mustard but anyways that was the first little brief oh, cool. iteration i can't really say that i'm looking forward to it because i'm gonna cry like a little baby at yeah some point. i am um, <clears throat> i own some some hot sauce that are going to be interesting to see how we react to them and i'm also i'm always buying new hot sauce so (laughs) hey if you've got some hot sauce recommendations let me know i'm i'm happy to try any of them uh i buy i do buy a lot of mine from pepper palace but i buy them from the grocery store i buy them from specialty shops anything uh i just i like good hot sauce so of all heats of all flavors everything so speaking of food Court is now in session. It's time for another episode of The Food Court. Where we are judge, jury, and executioner. All right. So this week. Yeah, this was, this was a, we got a treat for you this week. Uh, Perry's Steakhouse in Franklin, Tennessee, which is just outside of Nashville. Yeah, take um, a look at these videos as yep. you see us walking in the location here. Yep. Absolutely. I thought it was pretty nice. Pretty nice setup. Dude, I thought so, too. I mean, they had... It was not just your normal run-of-the-mill, you know... Um, uh, sorry about that, guys. Uh, your run-of-the-mill um, steakhouse where it's, you know, metro everything, dark lights and, you know, red tan leather boots, no. you know, booths. Um this was kind of a I, I, I kind of see it as a mix between um, what we would think of an old style t- steakhouse where you you know you, I think there actually was a cow head on the wall mm-hmm. <laughs> but then there was a lot of really cool other features that were in there that they had the biggest wine collection I know, I've ever seen yeah you all just saw that in the video there but uh did they actually have to get on ladders to get? Yeah, some it of was them? you know one of those little the slide, you know, yeah. the sliding ladders that they use in the old uh, libraries and mm. stuff. That's what they had to use to go up and down. I, to I've go. never seen that. I'm sure it's a feature yeah. at other restaurants. But yeah, that definitely st- stood out as unique to me. Totally, but uh, yeah, they. Uh, oh, so we wanted to kind of update you guys on how we're going to be rating this because. Uh, we're going to get a little bit more, not necessarily sophisticated, but a little more nuanced about how we approach uh, our grading scale um, for each restaurant. So we're going to rate it on five different categories. Ambiance, you know, kind of how, what was it like being in there? Was the music too loud? Was the lighting good? Whatever. Did it stink? That kind of thing. Um Service, how attentive were the wait- waiters? How quickly were you seated? You know, were they polite? You know, all that stuff. Uh, cleanliness, were the bathrooms dirty? Were you, did they give you dirty uh, dirty silverware, or dirty plates, or something like that? Uh, menu options, did they have enough stuff that maybe that anybody could Just eat options. there, really? Would it, was there something else there that caught my eye that I'd want to come back again? Exactly. Is there something that, you know, are they, are they a one-trick pony kind of thing? Yeah. Uh, and the, the last one, which is arguably the most important, which is the food execution and presentation. So um, those are five categories. We're going to do them one to five. Half and then we're point gonna, scales. Yep, half point scale. And then we're going to average them all up for our overall score. So first, ambiance. Newberry, what did you think about this place when you uh, walked in? Boy, when I first walked in, I thought, okay, this is unique. Mm-hmm. Um, the, like you mentioned, seeing the, the skull to the right. Mm-hmm. Um, I see there's 
I guess in this restaurant, there's it's maybe even divided into two different yeah. sections here. Mm-hmm. Uh, dividing them is the big, the wine cellar mm-hmm. or whatever you're going to call this thing. But, yeah. Uh, uh, I actually rated the ambiance as a 3.5. It's it's a it's a, I guess it's a darker restaurant that's uh, mm-hmm. kind of lit intentionally yeah. that yeah. way. But uh, a very, very solid 3.5, well over average for that. Yeah, I, I would say the only kind of, and it's it's maybe it's me getting older, the only thing that I really knocked them for was the lighting was kind of dark. dark, but also I thought the music was a little loud. Music was definitely loud. It was more like a bar. I felt like music. me and Newberry had to like kind of speak up when we were talking to each other and we were literally sitting right next to each I other. I may have been sitting too close because of the music. But <laughs> oh boy! So, anyways, yeah, I, I gave it a four. Right. Newberry gave it three and a half. I gave it a four. So um, we're gonna call that a three point five. Yeah. So uh, service. Oh man! So for the gentleman Blake, you got his name right. Tim. Tim, Tim. was the GM, and Anthony was our waiter. Yeah. Uh, thank you both uh, to the gentleman there that uh, that greeted us. Uh, the one that waited on us. Uh, I really couldn't have asked for much more with the, with the service piece of it. Um, I rated it just about as strong as I could. I, I gave it a four and a half. Yeah, um, I, I gave it. I gave it a four and a half. I, you know, I don't know that I've been to a restaurant where I was greeted by the GM when I when I was or, or at least not at the very beginning. I mean, sometimes no. you might have the owner. He was someone. the guy that poured our water. When we first walked water. Yeah. And, and of all things that I would think a GM would be doing, pouring ice water is not one of them. Um, and, and to back up a little bit, we were seated five minutes before our reservation time. We got there about 10 or 15 minutes early. We were like, oh, my God, we're going to have to wait, stand there in front of everybody in this really nice restaurant. And uh, they're like, uh, no, we're gonna go, we'll, we'll go get your table ready. And they, they, say, they seated us. Five minutes before our reservation time, um, which is to me, I, I thought that was pretty cool. Just because rather than letting the customer sit there, I thought that was yeah. pretty good, I pretty mean, big deal. Yeah, if the table's ready and your reservation is there, why not? What, what are you holding it back from? Just let's get the party started. Yeah. Um, so Anthony was our waiter, and I just felt like he was pretty attentive the whole time. Uh, so yeah, I thought it was really. Really worth that four and a half rating that I gave. Yep. So cleanliness. I mean, I don't mean to glaze over this, but the place was clean. I mean, they didn't give us dirty dishes. They didn't no. give us dirty glasses. The bathrooms were clean when I went in there. So um, I gave that a four. Four. Just I mean, pretty yep. standard score I would say for most restaurants. Over par. Menu options. What do you think about the menu options? Oh, I gave the menu options a four as well. Um, there are. There are certain menu option things that are on there that I would make me come back. Um, take a look at this video. This is what I ordered. I ordered their the pork chops. Yeah, that's what they're known for. And guys, I'm not kidding. How many ribs were in there? Three or four? There were four. Four ribs. So that, that means that that was like you'll see on this video. It's six inches. It's like six inches. It, it was like four to six inches thick. I mean, when they brought this table side, it was all in one big piece, right? Mm-hmm. So he slices it twice. He got the ribs off. Yep. Then he cuts. What was it? The top. What do you call the candy part? Yeah, the candy, dessert, or whatever. And he said, you only live life once. Go to dessert first, is what he recommended. And by God, that's what I did. Yeah. Everyone and at our let table me tell you, had some Newberry, candy. Newberry did not, he did not leave anything in the tank. There was no meat left behind, no, folks. No, no meat left behind. Uh, fantastic. I, I rated it uh, four. Uh, the only thing that I was missing from it was a technicality of uh, kids' options, but maybe I don't even want to bring my kids there, so yeah, maybe I was being a little harsh. Yeah, and I don't know if this is somewhere you bring your kids for dinner. You know, maybe there's but some they more advertised lunch yeah. and Sunday brunch. So yeah, and I mean they got some macaroni options, so if you do bring them, I mean I'm sure that they'll they'll be they'll find something. I'm sure. But uh, so yeah, that was uh, I gave it a four and a half. 
Because I mean, I saw they've got all the fish options. They got a lot of really cool starters. We'll put the we're gonna put the uh, the menu here on on screen. Just kind of scroll through it a little bit. Um, a lot of salads, like I said, the pork chops. A lot of different kinds of steaks, bone in and bone out seafood options. The sides were really good too. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you end up ordering? I ended up ordering the cowboy ribeye, which is okay. a 22 ounce bone in prime ribeye. Whew, that was good. Little medium rare, cooked yeah. to perfection. Very yeah. good. Yeah. A lot of times they can't get that kind of stuff right. So I'm glad to see that they, uh, uh, that they got the, the cooking temperature right, which is often the thing that they mess up at these kinds of restaurants. So overall food execution, I, I don't know why I'm giving them a four, because I think it could be higher. But if we're going on a half point scale, I think four is probably about where it, it I mean, should it's be. Above that, well above that. Yeah, four is. I think four is a great score. And taking all these numbers added together, divided by five. Yep. We have a the Dad Code Podcast food court decision. Yep. Of four That is our ruling. <laughs> gavel it. There goes the gavel. Anyways, that's Perry's. Be sure to check them out uh, whenever you uh, want to take maybe your wife or your parents or anybody on a maybe a little special treat for them to go out. Uh, they are a little pricey. Not gonna lie there, but man, it's really good. I wouldn't I wouldn't let the price scare you because you definitely get your money's worth in my opinion. No, thank you, Perry's, for a great yep. meal, a great time. Uh, we'll definitely come back again. Absolutely. Um, we have a couple of minutes here for. Our Hey Dad segment. All right. Let's have it. Hey Dad, with Father's Day coming up, what do you want? Man, you know, uh, you know the, the cliche thing is, is just a tie. So I, I don't need any more ties. No. I don't need anything like that. We're Honestly, working from home. Or I'm working from home now. I don't need yeah. a tie. Honestly, I don't need much stuff. Um, there's little things that, I mean, I, hot sauces, I like little hot sauce stuff. That's great. But mainly, more than anything, I'm a homebody. I like hanging around the house. I just like just chilling. For me, just everybody being together, everybody uh, breaking bread together, having maybe having a beer, you know, grilling a steak, something like that, burning a burger. That that's really what it's about to me. Are you saying there could be a repeat of the Memorial Day magic? Uh, yeah, I think I spelled that out pretty clearly. So I'm going to answer this too. Um, 100% agree with Blake. Don't go over the top with gifts. We don't really want stuff, to be honest with you. Um, the fastest way to a man's heart is food, so feed me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, let, let's eat. Um, if there's any quote unquote gift at all, just let me go play Blake or go play golf with Blake for a Yeah, Yeah, that's really but, all yeah, it's about. No, no gifts needed. Let's yep. just let's eat and spend some time together. Absolutely. Hey, Dad. Do you think I should have a savings account? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, a quick answer. I mean, you should. And honestly, it should be, you know, Dave Ramsey says three to six months of expenses. And I, I think that you should probably err on the side of the six months uh, rather than three months. But, I mean, if you're just, if you're a single person, yeah, absolutely, you should have something. I mean, your expenses might only be gas money and insurance or cell phone. Uh, if you're young, but, um, I think that everybody should have something set aside because particularly in the world we live in right now, who knows what tomorrow holds for us. Anything can happen. And we want to make sure that, uh, we're prepared to be able to take care of our responsibilities. I encourage you as parents, um, to have your kids do this early, get them in that mindset right away so that it becomes a habit to them of saving money. Um, when, when we as parents can afford for the children to not have to pay for anything necessarily. So like their first jobs, for example, have all of that go into savings, just Mm -hmm. get them in the habit of putting it away. Yep. They don't need to, like my son, he wants to spend every dollar the moment he gets it. Yep. Make them put that away. Get them in that habit of saving, saving, saving. Make them savers. So it's it just has the better success ratio of when they get older, maybe they remember the habits that were built. Yeah. Instilled upon them, but uh, encourage it. Encourage the savings. Yeah. Say yes. Absolutely. Last one. Hey, Dad, 
When did you have your first drink? I had my first beer, I think, when I was uh, 16. Our uh, baseball team had just won the state championship in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I thought it was the most disgusting thing I'd ever put in my mouth. Yeah. I, I mean, people tell me I told it tastes like horse piss. That's exactly what I thought it tasted <laughs> like. It tasted terrible. What, what about you? Well, mine was, uh, I believe, 14. Oh, wow. Now, listen to this, how this happened. So, 14 years old, uh, my father was uh, huge into the Kroger company. And um, he had a suite at the Sounds provided by Kroger one night. And in our stocked refrigerator were Cokes, Sprites, Dr. Pepper, and beer. <laughs> and, you know, mom and dad aren't going to watch you the whole time. You know, the, uh, the kitchen area is well behind where you'd sit to watch the game. And myself and... Uh, Old Jerry Knox mm. and Adam Boiso. There you go. All three of us kind of went back to the kitchen area. We grabbed a beer and cheered it at about 14 years old. My gosh. And I remember it was not not a great taste to the young no. taste buds. The palate was not quite as sophisticated <laughs> as it is now to appreciate all the notes, all the hoppy notes. Yeah. yeah. That was my first one. But, awesome. Uh, overall, um, I thought this uh, podcast number four, very good. Yeah. Uh, we got some good information yeah. about around patience and where yeah. that stems from. Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, some takeaways. I mean, uh, teach your kids to, to slow down. Think about it a little bit. That mean you're going to teach them that by you yourself slowing down a little bit and being able to, you know, build a little bit more patience, reestablish your, your priorities, um, which ultimately will, will help them to be uh, more empathetic and, and, and things of that nature. Hey, and I'm so glad to hear about new beginnings this past weekend. Absolutely. Congratulations. Logan McKenzie. Yeah, congratulations. Cheers. Yeah, cheers to you guys. Um, yeah, learn to persevere. You know, don't coddle your kids, guys. They'll, they'll figure it out. They're resilient little buggers. Um, I'm excited to do some some hot sauce reviews mm. coming up. Yeah, uh, everybody go check out Perry's Steakhouse in Nashville whenever they're in town. And um, yeah, I think we had a great little podcast here. Uh, really appreciate you guys checking us out. Be sure to check out all our podcasts on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Buzzsprouts. Uh, we're also uh, recording all this for the YouTube channel, so you'll be able to catch it on the Dad Code YouTube channel. Leave us a like, a comment, subscribe to us, and uh, really appreciate you guys. Follow us at Twitter at the underscore dad underscore code and on Instagram at the Dad Code Podcast. Yeah. Again, Other than- thank you so much for joining us today. Until next time, stay well. <laughs>